0: Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed. And my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. And I want to preach on the power of the blood. That there's power in the blood. And I want us to begin to focus at the start of 2021. I wish I could get up here and I wish, first off, I wish I could talk to every guy that i seen in every conference last year that said how great 2020 was going to (laughs) be. How it was the year of vision, a year. They said, man, just going to be prosperity. I would like to go kick them, to be honest with you. (laughs) And I'd like to be able to get up and say, 2021, everything's going to be fine. But I don't know. I don't know what's coming. But it doesn't matter. Because I have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. That no matter what. He's already shown me in 2020. That no matter what. He's going to carry me on through. Come on. Can we lift our hands? By the authority of the word of God. And by the power that's in your name. Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm asking you to begin to move right now upon your people. Lord, I've been praying for your people. It's not about me, God. It's all about you and your people, Lord. Would you let me decrease and so you can increase in the name of Jesus. God, I need you to move upon me, Lord. Oh, God, I need you right now, Lord. I need you to touch my mind. I need you to touch my voice, and I need you to touch my body, God. Give me the strength to go into battle, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every principality or spirit that is not of you right now. In Jesus' name, I take total dominion right now. Hallelujah. Begin to move upon us, God. Oh, how we worship you. Oh, how we magnify you. Oh, how we lift you up. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah you may be seated you see the the bible is a book of blood from genesis to revelations this book is all about blood because the life of the spirit is in the blood you see the life of the flesh also is in the blood the tissues in our body our flesh it's fixed. It's, it's here. But the blood in our body is a fluid that is mobile and free to move and free to supply every cell in our body. It supplies it with nourishment. It even carries away the waste. We have five quarts of blood in our body. Do I look like I'm pale or anything? Because my wife says I'm a hypochondriac. I sure hope I got five quarts of blood in me right now. And that blood circulates through our heart every 23 seconds because life is in the blood. You see, in Genesis, God breathed into man the breath of life, and when he breathed his breath into him, that blood began to circulate into this flesh, and it began to generate life into dust. We can't live physically without the blood. And I come to tell you this morning, Atlanta West, that we can't live spiritually without the blood. The devil and sin is always attacking the blood because even the devil knows that there's power in the name of Jesus and that there's power in the blood of Jesus. Come on, I come to tell the devil this morning, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Come on, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Come on, I'm tired of you attacking our churches. I'm tired of you attacking our men of God. Come on, we need some saints of God who know how to go into spiritual warfare and get into your prayer closets and begin to plead the blood of Jesus over the ministry. Pharaoh was willing to let the children of Israel go just as long as they left their animals. But Moses wasn't going to lead them anywhere without the animals because he knew he needed the blood. He knew he needed them for sacrifice. Come on, I'm not going anywhere without the blood of Jesus around me. Come on, I'm not going anywhere without the blood of Jesus protecting me. We read in the word how the high priest would sprinkle the blood. And when the blood was applied the glory of God would come down and would manifest itself to the children of Israel. On Mount Moriah, God supplied Abraham a ram for the blood and sacrifice. At Passover, the children of Israel would take a lamb without blemish and it represented the night when they took the blood and they put it on the doorpost and the lentil and the doorpost and it would spare their firstborn and free them from Egypt And because of the blood, the destroyer couldn't get into their house. Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to keep the destroyer out of my house. So I begin to plead the blood over my house. Come on, I challenge you to get home today and walk up to your door and plead the blood of Jesus. Come on, I challenge you to go into every room of your house and say, Devil, the blood of Jesus is in this house. You're not coming against my family anymore. You're not coming against my children anymore. Come on, go to the closets and plead the blood. Go to have the bathrooms, plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Thousands of lambs, sheep, bulls, goats, and turtle doves were sacrificed in the temple. I can see Peter's head spinning right now. Solomon sacrificed over 400,000 lambs, dedicating the temple. It would be impossible to put a number on the animals killed in the Old Testament for their blood. Rahab and her crimson cord represented the blood, and that representation saved her family. Come on, her house was the only one standing. Come on, her family was the only one saved. Don't tell me it's just symbolic. Come on, when the whole city's destroyed but one house. Come on, the enemy's trying to wreak havoc in the cities of God right now. And God is looking for some people who know how to plead the blood of Jesus. Who wants to get back to the old ways and where they begin to pray, where they begin to fast until your city begins to shake? Come on, until it begins to shake from the very foundations and they can look up on the hill and there's the church of God still standing strong, still preaching it like it's supposed to preach it. You see, the blood is a part of God's family, it's a part of God's people. We can't survive without the blood of Jesus. You see, Jesus was born of a virgin. He was the seed of David in his flesh. But in his veins, he carried the blood of God. You see, this was divine blood. This was sinless blood. This was precious blood. And this was purchasing blood. Acts 20 and 28 says, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the Church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. There has never been any blood like the blood of Jesus, not conceived by a human, but conceived by God, and every drop of blood that flowed from the body of Jesus Christ is still in existence today. Come on, I come to tell you, Atlanta West, it's just as fresh today as it was then. It's just as sinless today as it was then. It's just as incorruptible now as it was then. It's just as eternal now as it was then. It's as unceasing now as it was then. And I want you to know it's never, it's never, it's never going to lose its power. Come on, I plead the blood of Jesus. Come on, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. You see, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ lives and works through the blood because Jesus' blood is glorious. Come on, can you feel it when you begin to preach and speak about it? His blood is eternal life. His blood is victory. His love, blood is power and joy forever sanctified. The Spirit is released through the blood. The outpouring Of the blood is always followed by the outpouring of the Spirit. John announces to the world Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. Then he says, This after he announces the Lamb of God, he said he would baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire because the blood releases the Spirit. If you don't believe me, you just get up and start pleading the blood of Jesus because his spirit is going to come upon you. You're going to begin to speak in another language as the spirit begins to give you the utterance. In the Old Testament, the blood was sprinkled on the book. You see, the book was lifeless until the blood was applied. Then we read in the New Testament, How the word hung on the cross, sprinkled his own blood upon this world. Come on, this world was just a lifeless place to be until the blood of Jesus fell upon the earth. Come on, and then the veil was tore as they were singing into song. Then the spirit was poured out. Now we're a living, breathing church on fire that is replenished by the blood of Jesus Christ and the spirit that lives within us. And as the priest offered up daily the blood for sacrifice, we are to offer up sacrifice by the fruit of our lips. And when we come to the throne room of Jesus, we are pleading the blood of Jesus on our lives. Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. Can I just stop there for a minute? He wasn't dying on the cross while I was in my evangelist rig, flying all over the country, preaching sermons, trying to sing, sound like an old redneck. But he died for me when I had a needle in my arms. Come on, while I was putting a crack pipe up to my lips. Come on, while I was an alcoholic, he died for me. As I was a violent man, he died for me. When I was a bigot and a racist, he died for me. Come on. Not man, while I was a sinner, Christ died for me much more than being now justified by his blood. Being justified by his blood when I was justified by his blood. Come on, I didn't walk like I used to walk. I quit talking like I used to talk. I quit thinking like I used to think. There was a love that came into me that I never had before. Come on, when that blood was applied to me, I quit smoking dope. I quit shooting dope. I quit drinking And I come to tell you this morning, you can have the same thing because while you was yet a sinner, Christ died for you. I don't care what you did last night. Come on, I don't care what you did this morning. I'm ready for you here and now. The water is troubled. You don't have to leave here like you came in. We are justified by his blood. We are saved by his blood. Protected by his blood. We are redeemed by his blood. And now more than ever, the world needs the blood of Jesus. We live in perilous times. You know what perilous means? Dangerous. We live in dangerous times. I never thought it. I always thought stuff like this would happen in India or China or you know, some third world country. No, it's happening here. It's happening here. We got a virus. I don't know if y'all heard about it, but there's a virus going around. I used to get arrested for wearing a mask. Now I carry one everywhere I go. You know how you get down the road and you forget your phone, you go into a panic Now it's the mask. And when you forget both, you're liable to go into cardiac arrest. Hand sanitizer. I'm addicted to hand sanitizer. I'm going to have to go to rehab for smelling hand sanitizer. I can't hardly walk by none without getting some, and I just had some, and I go ahead and get some more. My hands are going to be rubbed off. I don't know how I'm going to hold the microphone if I keep on riots. I was at one church, and I said they were worried about getting shut down. I said, "Well, we'll just have a riot. we are just saying we ain't having church. We're having a riot. We're going. We're rioting against the devil. Come on, we're picketing against sin because a riot's legal." I'm just being honest. Our country is in turmoil. I could not believe my eyes and ears when I saw and seen and heard that cannabis is now essential. Where was that law when I was getting arrested? Half my record would have been obliterated. Oh, no, it's essential now. But coming to church isn't essential. Liquor stores are essential. But not church. Abortion clinics where you can take life but you can't go to a place where you can get life. Makes no sense to me. We're worrying about 350,000 dead when 47.2 million died last year in the world from abortion. But that's all right. You see, we live in perilous times, so I know somebody will be mad at me because I'm standing for the truth. Marriage is still with a man and a woman. There's only two genders, male and female. And if you think otherwise, you need to get into the word of God. And it's time the men of God in our organization and in apostolic circles get back to preaching the word of God. This world is in turmoil. They don't need some sissified preacher that wants to preach to tickle people's ears, but they need a man of God to step up and say, "Thus saith the Lord: Sin is sin." Oh, I love the person, but I hate the sin. Hey, tell you're it, tell it. you're looking at a man right now whose son's married to a man. Don't talk to me about that mess. Come on, I love him. He knows I love him, but I tell him that he needs to get right with God because Jesus is coming back. We get through one thing, guess what's on the horizon? Something else. I mean, I've never seen nothing like it. They shut down the KFC buffet. Y'all, that's a sin. I drive by that place in Bryant, where I live, and I look at it every day, hoping. Just an empty parking lot. It's horrible. I got out and took a selfie. It said, "Fat lives matter." Open the buffet up. I had my own little protest. Big old belly, stretch pants. Come on, I need the buffet. And this isn't the first time we have faced things of this nature. You just start looking back in history. But the way we are reacting, you would think we have never been here before. Physical unrest and spiritual unrest has fallen like a plague in our country. And the signs are pointing to the end game where Jesus is about to return. You see, the devil wasn't smart enough to come up with no coronavirus. Anybody that gets kicked out of heaven is not the brightest. But what he is is an opportunity. And he has used this COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, as a weapon against the world. And he's now turned it as a weapon against the church. Amen. He has used fear to create a spirit of division in our country. And now he's using fear to create a division in the church. We can go to the races, which is right down from my house. And if this is social distancing, then they're following the guidelines. When I was coming up the escalator last night at the airport, we were jammed on that escalator. There wasn't no six foot, but that's all right. So what the devil is doing He's creating a schism in the body. I have been to churches where they never even heard of coronavirus. I walked into church and they had one of those temperature you know, guns. I'm still a little freaked out when somebody points a gun at me. But. And I looked and it had dust all over it. I thought, oh Lord, help me. They didn't wear a mask. We all used the same microphone. They were hugging. I mean, shouting, getting all victory and then running up and grabbing me and sweaty, hugging me. I called my wife. I said, you need to pray (laughs) because if I don't walk out of here with the Rona, it's a miracle. (laughs) They even put bleach in the baptistry. Cause they couldn't drain it, so they put bleach in there and said, "Well, we go ahead." I, I was stood there because I knew everybody was coming up blonde. <laughs> so you got those on the left. They won't even leave the house. They're afraid to look at the blind out the blinds. I've seen them in the airport. And they got that you know Star Wars mask, <laughs> gloves. The gown—they're scaring me. They're making me think, man, I'm about to die. I told y'all I was a hypo. What's wrong with this plane? People won't even look at you. You be in Walmart, and you can look at somebody and wave. They don't want that virus jumping out on them. But I have learned if you've got a long line, just sneeze. The whole place. You got any section you want. (laughs) Then we got those on the right. Man, they don't even know what, they can't spell corona, let alone virus. And they're just a jumping in your face, you know, wanting to share their tic-tacs with you. Everything. And what has happened There is a schism that has come into the body. It'd be like if somebody cut your head off and put it in one city, your arms in another city, your legs in another city, and your body in another city, and said, I need you to go do this. It would be impossible because the body was torn apart and not fitly joined together. We have to get back as the body Christ. If you're sick, for the heaven's sake, do not come to church. But if you're not sick, you need to be in the church of God when the doors are open. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling together of one another, even more so as that day approaches. Come on, I see circles on the ground where you stand and you're six feet apart. Come on, there's social distancing in the seats. We all had masks on. They're taking every precaution. Why not come and get into the glory of God? Why not come and get to where you can feel his presence? This world needs the blood of Jesus Christ. My Bible tells me where sin doth abound, grace doth more abound. Instead of carrying in fear, we need to realize that right now is the greatest opportunity that the church has ever seen. Right now, this world needs Jesus, and they need some people who are ready to tell them about the saving blood of Jesus. They've been treating viruses like this since 1918 with blood transfusions. That's what this world needs, it needs to come to the hospital. Of Jesus Christ, and it needs a blood transfusion where it can be healed, where it can be set free and renewed by the power of God. Revelations 12 and 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. That overcome means overcoming the devil. We overcome him by our testimony. You know what that means? If you ever walked up to somebody and say, hey, how's it going? They go, man, you ain't gonna believe it. That devil's been chasing me around all week. Bless his name. (laughs) Had three flats. Cable went out. Coffee pot, the Keurig quit. And I just, everything I do, the devil's just turning it around on me. And by the time you get through talking to him, you're ready to jump in the lake with them. But there's those you walk up and say, hey, how's it going? Man, God has been so good to me. The devil cannot stand it. When we begin to tell of the blessings of God, you just don't understand. I didn't have food on my table. God made a way for me to feed my family. Come on, I was sick in my body and my God healed me. Come on, that's what we do. We need to testify to one another the goodness of God, how good he's been to you. Come on, how good he's been to you, how he's been your protector, how he's been your provider. The church now more than ever needs to step to the forefront boldly without fear and tell this world that there's power in his blood. Now, I do a lot of traveling, so that means I drive a lot, and I was listening to a news program, and uh, Brother Tucker Carlson, I think what it was, I don't remember, they're all about the same, and he said, we have a guest. Any of y'all ever heard of Alveda King? Come on, raise your hand. Don't be a man. We got to get some participation in this place. I'd never heard her. This was the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he had her on because there was a lot of issues going on at that time. And she said, hold on. I need to do something first. I thought, well, what are we doing? She said, I plead the blood of Jesus over our country. She began to plead the blood of Jesus in front of millions of people. And she said, what this world needs is the blood of Jesus. What this world needs is to have a revival with the blood of Jesus. She said this. She said, when I get up in the morning, I look in the mirror. I don't see a black woman. I see somebody covered in the blood of Jesus. That's how God looks at us. When he gets up and looks down at us, he sees whether we have the blood of Jesus applied Come on, that's what the world needs. The blood will cross racial lines. Come on, the blood will cross pandemic lines. The blood will cross lines of fear because in that blood, we are brothers. In that blood, we are sisters and we need to unite together and let the the body come together.